0: Hi, and welcome to the Just That Badass Podcast. My name is Helena, and I'm your host. So, in this first episode, I think that I should talk a little bit about my diagnosis and kind of like the adaptation phase, I guess, and a little bit about like some quirky, weird shit that happened. Um... And yeah, but first, I think I should do an intro. Uh, so, <clears throat> ooh, uh, like I said, my name is Helena. I am 21 years old. I've been diabetic for almost 18 years. Um, I'm a second year medical student, which is just like my diabetes. Diabetes a big part of my personality. Um, and I love to travel, uh, before quarantine and when we could travel wherever we wanted, whenever we wanted, I would love to travel, um, yeah, and, uh, I like to live in different places, uh, so far I've lived in four countries, which are Brazil, Norway, uh, Hungary and Slovakia, and um, I've liked living in all of them, and uh, it's it's been nice. Uh, I also have a little addiction to tattoos and piercings. I think that I have a few too many, but I like them, so I don't really care. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's pretty much it about me. I'm pretty boring. Uh but I think one nice habit we could get into for at least the diabetic listeners is uh check our blood sugars before we we start the podcast. So my blood sugar in millimole per liter is seven point zero. Uh I I don't know the conversion. I think it's, um, uh, it's the amount in millimole times 18? I'm not sure. I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've used, um, milliliter per, or milligram per deciliter. I don't remember. I don't even remember. Um. Uh, more. I'm looking it up <laughs> per liter. Yeah, I'm per decil- deciliter. Yeah. And it's times 18, so right now I'm at 126. Uh, I just bolused because I'm prepping some food as I'm recording. Or it's already prepped, it's... Yeah, I'm just recording pre-eating. But yeah, oh, I have an alarm going off in four minutes. I should turn that off, otherwise, I'm gonna scare myself half to death. Uh, <laughs> so let's start the diagnosis story. Um, I guess it was pretty normal. Uh, I had, like, textbook symptoms, so thirst, uh, or increased thirst, hunger, uh, fatigue, drastic weight loss, and um, frequent urination, Uh, yeah. So, like, all that good stuff that comes with diabetes. (laughs) Uh, This was in, like, 2002. December 5th, and, um, I was still living in Brazil, and, uh, at the time, we went to a guy that claimed he was the best endocrinologist in my town, which, for me, sounds like a, a load of bullshit, I don't know how my parents fell for that, um, he had this, like, weird thing, or, I guess it's not weird. It's his way of practicing medicine, but he was arrogant and not accommodating at all. He didn't understand my my parents' uh, struggles or worries about having a kid with diabetes because it is a huge difference to be diagnosed today in 2020. And in 2002, especially in Brazil, at the time, we didn't even have access to, like, uh, long-acting insulin like Lantus or anything like that. Um, Yeah, so he didn't want me to use a reusable pen or disposable pen. He wanted me to use vials and syringes because he thought it was really important for me to learn or my parents to learn because who would let a three-year-old maneuver syringes and needles? Um, but he thought it was really important for my parents to learn how to use syringes. Which, if you think about it, it it isn't brain surgery. Literally anyone and their grandmother can use a syringe. It isn't that hard. It's pretty self-explanatory, but whatever. I'm still a little salty with him because I'll get into that in a second. (laughs) Uh, Also, I have this, like, special diet, Uh, so I wasn't allowed to eat anything other than the meal plan he set for me, which had pre-calculated the amount of insulin I had to bolus, so, I don't remember what the foods were, and neither does my mom, because I've asked her about this, but I had pretty much a set meal plan. I couldn't do anything other than that set meal plan, and it's hard when you have a three-year-old that's going to, like, birthday parties, and uh, I used to dance ballet, and, you know, sometimes when the other kids bring cake or cookies, your three-year-old is gonna want that. But I wasn't allowed to have anything because my diet wouldn't allow it. Which is fine, whatever. The whole uh, preset bolus thing doesn't really make sense to me because this is apparently a sheet he had for all his patients. And as everyone knows, the carb to insulin ratio for everyone is different. So, I don't know how he thought this was a good idea, but yeah, it was overall weird. Um, I went to this endo for about a year and a half, uh, that's because I ended up going into, uh, diabetic ketoacidosis, um. That's essentially when your uh, <clears throat> blood starts to become acidic uh, from lack of insulin. Uh, yeah, at the time of diagnosis, my blood sugar wasn't that high that I was in uh, ketoacidosis. But a year and a half later, because my ratios weren't right, uh, everything was wrong. It was all fucked up. So, I remember tidbits of it because, you know, you remember some dramatic uh, (laughs) uh, experiences in your life. And, um, I remember going to the hospital and I remember, like, laying in the back seat with my mom stroking my head, crying, and, uh, Yeah, we were rushing to the hospital and I think it was a tough time for everyone, including myself, because as a four-year-old, I didn't, or five, I don't know how old I was, Uh, as a kid, I didn't know what was happening. I just felt sick. I couldn't stop throwing up. Uh, Like, our family was worried. Everyone was worried. It was... Overall, a shit show uh, and um uh, yeah, <laughs> when we got to the hospital, they decided to put me in a medically induced coma, which, like any other medical procedure, there are some risks to it, and um I guess the risks were greater than the no, not the risks. Uh, the benefits were greater than the risks. Or maybe they. my parents just didn't have another choice other than to do it. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. Shit. <laughs> uh, sorry. <clears throat> uh, but yeah. Uh, they put me in a coma. I was in a coma for a couple of days. And when there were... About to wake me up, they had to have, like, the whole, uh, your kid might never wake up or if she wakes up she might not have normal brain function or have a heap or heaps of other, uh, problems talk with my parents. So that's always a fun talk. I haven't had that talk with anyone yet. And, uh, I know in my medical career, it will come, and, uh, I don't know. Uh, I I imagine, since everyone's life revolves around my life, I'm being sarcastic for those who didn't understand. Uh, I think it was really hard for my parents and my grandparents, and- overall my whole family because it's like a pretty big deal but as we can tell today I'm relatively normal uh (laughs) I'm all fine and good and um yeah after that we changed endos and um yeah, she was really nice. I'm not gonna name... I just remember the name of the first one. Uh, or the second one. The nice female uh, endo. I don't remember the name of the the male doctor. Uh, but yeah, I'm not gonna mention any names. Because I don't know if they want to be mentioned in anything. And uh, yeah. But she was super nice. I... Remember that uh, she had, like, they looked like little figurines because they were, like, pancreases and livers and spleens that had little eyes and looked really cool. And she gave me one right before I moved to Norway. And it was really cool and I loved it and I thought it was the most awesome thing in the world. (laughs) Uh she was really nice. She uh, introduced us to long-acting insulin when it was available. Uh she let us use pens. Uh she didn't make us use syringes. And uh yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um it was a pretty cool experience having her as my endo rather than the old fart that was the other doctor. Um yeah. Uh other than that, there isn't really any traumatic stories, but I I did move to Norway when I was like 7, almost 8 years old, and um uh, it was pretty nice. I don't like I said, I don't really remember much, but, uh, yeah, no one really cared about me being diabetic, which is a thing that I think I should mention, um, uh, because I'm more open about it nowadays. Um, there used to be this, um, uh, shame, I guess, from my, uh, grandmother, cause, I, uh, I was told at least by her <laughs> that I should be ashamed. Or she didn't literally say I sh- should be ashamed, but her actions were pretty much like, "Oh, uh, this is disgusting. You're sick. No one can know." And she was like this with everything, both. Both me and my brother are diabetics, and uh, she'd pretty much keep it a secret from literally everyone and anyone. Uh, I remember at school, at recess, she would come and give me shots so I could eat and be a normal kid. Like, my teachers didn't know uh, I was diabetic, neither did my classmates. No one knew except, like, my family, and still, it was pretty like, oh, she's sick, it's it sucks, it's it's not good. Of course, it, it isn't good. Like, I don't sit here and hope that my future children are gonna be diabetic, but there's no need to be ashamed or anything like that. It's such a stupid mindset and like in hindsight I know she she was like this with my best interest in mind but the results that came out of it wasn't the best for me (laughs) uh so yeah I I carried this shame with me up to like adulthood I remember I would I used to be so embarrassed uh, when people could see me uh, giving myself a shot, or could see me, or could see my pump and the tubing and everything, which is so stupid, this is a part of me, and even though some days I hate it, I fucking love it, I wouldn't change being diabetic, as weird as as that sounds, if there was a cure tomorrow, I'd be like, yeah, no, you know what? I don't, I don't know any other life other than being diabetic and I pretty much like it. My, <laughs> it it isn't half bad. Um, I, I could have been worse off, but that doesn't mean that diabetes isn't bad because it is, um. But I've grown to to like myself with diabetes. But like this shame thing that I had carried up until like I was 17, 18 maybe. And I started experiencing uh like short blackouts. Not that I would faint anything, but my eyesight would turn completely black for a few seconds and it would come back to normal in both eyes and uh, that was pretty fucking scary uh, because since I was like so ashamed I was essentially neglecting myself I, I if I couldn't access a bathroom or a space that I could be alone I wouldn't give myself a shot if I went on trips with my friends I wouldn't bring extra insulin like if I needed to change my pump, I wouldn't bring infusion sets. I wouldn't bring anything. I would risk my fucking life to keep my whole diabetes a secret. Which is so toxic and stupid. Uh, But yeah, after neglecting uh, myself and my diabetes, I ended up um, having a little bit of... What is called retinopla... Is it retinoplasty? I think it's... Re- yeah, retinoplasty. Um... Which is es- essentially... Uh... One of the side effects of having diabetes. Uh... So... It wasn't that bad that I couldn't... I still have, like... Uh, retinoplasty when is when your retina starts to get a little... Tears, essentially. Uh... From being diabetic, I think that's what it is. I am a medical student; I should know better. But I, from my memory, this is what my ophthalmologist told me. Uh, I still have a like a hint of retinoplasty, uh, but I'm I pretty much reversed the big damages that I had done to my eyesight and. Some uh, another side effect of diabetes is uh, neuro in neuroplasty. I think it's called, uh, which is when essentially your nerves start start stopping, uh, for lack of better uh, word. Yeah. Uh, Like, right this second, I feel that my left uh, pinky and ring finger are numb, and they're kind of prickly to the touch, or when I touch them, they feel prickly, and yeah. Some people may have uh, diabetes, and they take care of it and never experience any side effects, but since I know I neglected myself, I neglected my, uh, my diabetes, I will experience some side effects. But now that I've fully accepted my uh, diabetic faith, and I can't do anything about it. So I might as well just accept it and. Uh, Continue my life and be the baddest or yeah, I was gonna say the baddest bitch, but uh the most dia badass person out there. Um Yeah. I feel like I've opened myself so much and I haven't really talked about this to anyone. Uh yeah. But essentially I I've grown out of my shame. Uh up until like a week ago I was still on shots. I have switched from pumps to shots. Uh I've been on shots or was on shots for almost a year. Or no, over a year actually. And um I've used a lot of the medtronic pumps. I don't know what model it was I first started using, but I started using it when I first moved to Norway because in Brazil it's way too expensive um, to use pumps because they are expensive. At the time, the pump we got cost around $20,000 and the Norwegian government gave it for free, which uh, if I was in Brazil wouldn't happen, we'd have to pay out of pocket. And even though my family were pretty good off, like, economically, $20,000 wasn't something we had laying around and could just buy a pump, which is fine. Like, I, I don't really care. I was fine being on shots, and I was also fine being on the pump, but, uh, yeah, I had the the newest Medtronic uh, 640G, and it malfunctioned, so it would give me too much insulin, or too little at times as well. Uh, but that's something I'm going to touch upon in a future episode, because that's uh, one of the new death experiences that I want to share. Uh, which was really scary, but, I'm all good now. (laughs) But, I don't, I don't just have, like, bad memories with being a kid with diabetes. Um, I was gonna say, like, I have a lot of good memories, but I don't remember (laughs) any. Um, but how, like, uh, I've talked to my, my mom especially. Uh, she's been my of my research (laughs) because she's known my diabetes for a lot longer than I have known it if that makes sense uh but I asked her what were some like weird things I do as a kid or like mean kid mean things I do as a kid uh apparently I loved to emotionally manipulate my mother uh, <laughs> whenever she'd give me a shot, uh, this was mainly in the beginning, so when I was like three, four, five years old uh, I'd love to be like, mommy how can you do this to me, your only daughter, and I'd cry and so would she, cause she felt bad that she was giving me a shot when she shouldn't have felt bad I was just being an asshole um uh, so that was, like, always a big ordeal. Whenever she had to, like, bowl... Uh, or whenever I had to bowl us and she would give me the shots. Because I was not allowed to give myself shots. Uh, yeah, it was... I was mean to my mom, I feel. Poor woman. I want to have her on an episode. I'm trying to record uh, a few episodes like, now, uh, before I travel back to Slovakia to continue my studies, Uh, so I want to interview her and get some insight on how life with me being diabetic was, and my brother, too. He's also someone that I want to have on, and my dad... And a few of my friends, uh, and yeah. Oh, I had something funny to add to, like, the the whole shame thing, uh, diabetes, diabetic shame experience I've had. Uh, if I was still ashamed of my diabetes, how would I have such a great Tinder bio? Like, literally, my Tinder bio, it's in a region, but, um, my Tinder bio right now is, you aren't sweeter than me because I'm diabetic, which is true when, oh, my, my left hand hurts, uh, which is true because <laughs> when I don't give myself a shot, I get pretty sweet, even though it's not good for me to be sweet, but I'm um, sweetest. Um yeah, I think I'll wrap this episode up. I think since it's the first episode, I don't wanna make it too long and too boring. Um I'll be here every Friday. Welcome to or thank you for coming to my TED Talk, even though this is a podcast. Um, I'll be here every Friday and, um, yeah, I, so now is the, the time of the podcast where I do some, some, uh, shameless promo uh so the podcast has an Instagram account. I don't really use any other social media other than Instagram sometimes Facebook but mainly for school uh so we have uh an Instagram that is at just a us, uh, period uh pod and um feel free to follow because. I'll post some updates on my personal Instagram, but most of the updates will come on the podcast Instagram. And uh, I want to do some like fun, quirky uh, questions of the week or something. Doesn't need to be diabetes related. Could be. Uh, it's preferred because I don't want to get too personal, uh, I think talking about some, some stuff that I'll be talking about will be really personal, and after those episodes, you'll probably find me under my bed, not on my bed, under my bed, uh, hiding, and, uh, yeah, I'm kidding, it's not that bad, it's just personal, because diabetes is personal uh but yeah, uh, follow the the podcast Instagram, and um, I don't wanna push the patreon, but there is the patreon if anyone has like five bucks they 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 wanna share with me uh, yeah. I don't know, uh, I don't want to push anyone to to become a Patreon, but if you want to and help me support this podcast, because it's expensive, but I love it, um, if you want to yeah, support the podcast financially, uh, there's the Patreon, but don't feel like you have to, <laughs> it's whatever, uh, the main thing I want you guys to do is follow the Instagram account, uh, which is at just dot pod. Just follow it, and uh, there's another Just a diabetes, uh, account, but it is mine. My picture, my face is on it, but I don't remember the password, so I guess we're stuck here. Uh, and I oh I prefer to just say a badass one because the name just flows easier and um, yeah. But I'm a dumbass and I can't find the password anywhere. It's not any of the passwords I've used. So yeah, again, I'll I'll say the the at because I want you guys to follow it and it will make me the happiest girl alive. I am. Relatively easy to please. Um so again, just so that I'm badass dot pod and I'll be posting updates there and um I if you guys have like any questions, I wanna do a segment at the end of every future podcast. I don't know what the segment's gonna be called, but it's obviously gonna be a stupid wordplay on diabetes. Uh, if you guys want to share some like weird stories, doesn't need to be diabetes related. I want it to be inclusive of everyone, anyone. Uh, yeah, if you have any stories you want to share anonymously, uh, then you could either send a DM on the on the pods Insta. I don't know how to speak anymore. And, or you can send an email uh, at the podcast email, which is Helena Gomez at JustADiabeticass Again, in case anyone didn't catch that, it's Hel- <clears throat> uh, Helena Gomez at JustADiabeticass and. I guess I should have said this first. Uh, It's Gomez with an S, not a a Z. So, yeah. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening to me ramble for 30 minutes by myself. Uh, There's more of that to come. (laughs) Oh, I sound horrible. Uh, There's more of that to come and... um, Not every episode is going to be this uninteresting. Some will be really cool and others will be uh, maybe a little tear jerking. I'm not going to say that everyone's going to cry for me talking about myself. But I know I'm going to cry in some episodes. Uh. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) But yeah. uh, Thank you guys for listening. And I hope you stay safe and healthy and see you guys next week bye